I feel like you know you are doing something right in this life when you somehow manage to completely infuriate and piss off both the woke and conservatives. And who accomplished this but my Indian queen, Mindy Kaling? This is a cancel me baby deep dive about the show, the name heard around the world, Velma. You have heard Velma by now. And you know what? You don't need to even be in your local lesbo bar for that to happen, okay? Because this bitch is everywhere. Everybody is talking about Velma. And I was like, I I need to see for myself. I need to do the research. I need to Indiana Jones my ass into the cave of the Mindy Kaling archives and see what the hell is going on here. So I spared you the time and effort to see the complete mental breakdowns and the chaos on both sides of the aisle. And I'm going to break it down for you today on this Boyne Wednesday. And I am just giddy with joy because this shit is my bread and butter. Just call me Martha Stewart, okay? So here is how it's gonna roll today. I'm gonna tell you why both sides are pissed off if you haven't heard by now um, because of Mindy Kaling's new show, Velma, on HBO. And then I, ladies and gents, you know, Scooby-Doo's identifying peoples. I watched the first two episodes and I will be consuming more. I am a Velma enthusiast, hear me roar. So I'm going to tell you my view of after watching it, why this show is actually so genius and why I wish I had thought it up myself. Like, damn, curse the day. And sandwich in the middle is a personal Mindy Kaling story that I have from when I interviewed her in LA that explains so much about her and her humor and why she is getting so much shit right now. So without further ado, let's get into this. And I'm also going to preface this by saying I didn't really go into this. Funny enough, this whole thing um, and this whole controversy has like made me a Mindy Kaling worshiper. Like I opened this by being like my Indian queen, Mindy, like funny enough, because I had watched a little bit of her other shows like Sex Life of College Girls, Never Have I Ever. And oddly enough, while entertaining and sometimes a little edgy, there was also like woke undertones to me that felt sometimes a little, you know, no one wants to be preached about wokeness, right? It's like, we get it. And, you know, the woke community has no sense of humor ever whatsoever. So automatically by default, not that her shows didn't have a sense of humor, but do you know what I mean? Even if there's like a little scent, like a whiff of from the wind of wokeness, we're just like, you know, (laughs) repulsed at this point. So all that to say, I didn't start out as this big Mindy Kaling enthusiast. I always totally respected her and the powerhouse that she is, not only as a woman, but a woman of color in comedy and entertainment and how iconic she is. Um, In fact, I saw a panel in LA with her and my other queen, Nancy Myers. So like truly my tits blasted off into into the stratosphere because I just was not well, like in the presence of, you know, screen play, literary 
pop culture heroes right there. Um, so, but yes, but this makes me a Mindy believer and also challenge my own views about where she stands um, about culture and society too, in a surprising way. And oddly enough, this show just, you know, gives me hope about um, the future of entertainment and consumption until this shit is canceled because both sides are more unhinged than your drunk aunt at Thanksgiving. So why did Velma piss off the right? So if you don't know, and you know, you are just in the abyss of Donald Trump's Facebook, which was reinstated today. Honestly, who cares? It's like breaking the, my phone and my news feeds. Like we moved on, sweetheart. We're talking Velma now. We've, we've moved on to bigger and better things. Okay. But Velma is an HBO adult animated series very much in the vein of big mouth on netflix and it takes the character velma from scooby-doo and flips it on its head so not only is she um an indian girl but she is um a lesbian and the show is just super um edgy and satirical which we are going to get to a little bit later so automatically conservatives are you know i'm surprised that they are not consumed with the broomsticks shoved so far up their assholes to even have wherewithal to you know be paying attention to this because they automatically have their panties in a wad about what i just said like why do you have to make her a like the woman of color and gay and like there was an anchor on newsmax who went on a which is a conservative um TV network who went on a whole tangent about, you know, the alphabet LG. I agree. Like the Z squared H M C squared Einstein two Q B V alphabet is nonsense, but who gives a shit that Velma's gay? Like who, and that she's, you know, and that she's a woman of color, like really who actually cares. Right. This isn't to say that we need to, I've talked about this often, that we need to reinvent the wheel and stop trying to like modernize old stories and um, regurgitate old stories and create new things. Like, but this isn't that. This was actually is so clever. So there's that, right? But also there was a petition signed by this conservative organization because how dare you HBO create an adult animated comedy for adults. I mean, the true audacity, right? Ever heard of South Park? I don't know. Like new concept to my eyes and ears, everybody. But this petition said that, you know, how unacceptable because Scooby-Doo, this, you know, formerly this children's story is now there's like nudity and sex and violence and gore, which there is. Um, but again, <laughs> have it be known. It's an adult series. It's literally rated TVMA but your audience is only so don't know if you are watching cancel me baby don't know if you will be triggered by this but you know what your asses are triggered just as easily as some of these folks here in woke town okay we're gonna get to them right now so yeah so all of that is really entertaining again it's like who actually gives a shit and the funny thing is if these people actually bother to watch the series if you know, conservatives are so anti-cancel culture and wokeness as they say they are and can take a joke at their expense. Like they say they can and what they criticize the woke for being unable to do, they would actually really enjoy this series with their popcorn buttered or not. That's the funny part. And that's a twist. So why is Velma pissing the left off? And I don't want to say the left because like 
true blue libs aren't into this shit. I'm talking like the far, like, again, the Woketopians, this, the mayor of Woke City, like all these people, right? Um, and, and if you're wondering too, the tie that Mindy Kaling has to the series. So she's actually not the series creator. She's executive producer. So she's obviously had a hand in the themes and, you know, producing the writing. She's the lead character, um, all these things, right? So why is the woke so pissed off with Velma? I mean, you would think, right, on the surface, it's like, and this is why I wasn't even sure I was going to like it at first, because I'm like, here we go again. Like, you know, this old thing, Scooby-Doo, now being, you know, shape-shifted to make some woke social point, you know, switching the character and the themes and what she says and all this. Like, you would think that the woke would be running this shit on reruns, like, day in and day out, no matter the tablet, they're getting off to this, right? But not so much. Here's why. There's a BuzzFeed piece and it really captures all of the woke complaints, right? And the piece itself is absolutely bananas, but I'm going to dissect it a little bit again, because um, it really hits all the points of why the woke is so pissed off about this show and about Mindy Kaling, because this has now gone beyond just Velma. It's been an, a true attack on Mindy Kaling's career, her character, her personality, her creative process, her art, and, you know, so much for women of color breaking the glass ceilings and being trailblazers in the entertainment media space. Because you know what? Fuck right off to them, according to the woke. Ain't woke enough for us, sweetheart. Ain't no mount woke mountain high enough. So here's what's funny. And this is just a little subset into the article because it, it opens with talking about how before this, like this is why Mindy is my girl. Like she is really giving no shits and she is really like awakened to the, the psychosis of this culture. Right. Recently before this, she came under fire because she made a comment about how the office, which is why Mindy Kaling was so genius because she, in her own way, was able to break into the Boys Club of Hollywood on the show The Office, not only be a prominent Indian character on it, but become one of the writers, motherfuckers. Like, do you hear me? So she's up in that writer's room, like, making funnies her way with all these dudes. So she, which obviously we all know The Office is satire as well and, like, inappropriate. And I'm sure there are things today that wouldn't fly. Same thing with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that's why I love all these things um, because of just that, right? Like the way that they really tackle um, society and issues and stereotypes, but in a hilarious way, because that's the only way to do it. Sidebar, Glenn Howerton, that hot piece of ass from It's Always Sunny plays um, Fred in Velma. So it all makes sense, right? It's like great minds. But she made a comment about how The Office would probably be canceled today. And the woke gave, this is how uptight they are about cancel culture. They gave her shit about that. It's like, you're so uptight that you can't even acknowledge that because they came out and they were like, oh, really, Mindy? Is that why it's replaying every day on TBS on reruns? Like, oh yeah, so-called cancel culture, whatever. And it's like, that's how nuts they are. And the truth is she's right. And it just proves her point because they're so nutty that they can't even be like, yeah, you're right. Instead, they're like, cancel culture is not a thing, lady. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. So here's why they find her writing in Velma and her character so problematic. 
is because it's self-deprecating. She makes fun of women, of Indian women, right? As she does in a lot of her shows and the uh, Mindy Project, right? Which was huge and broke so many barriers for women in this business. Um, as in Never Have I Ever, like I said, Sex Life of College Girls, right? Uh, and what they say is why you got to always like portray Indian women in this way. You're not beating the boys club. You're just you're a sellout like you're only the successful because you're anticipating their storyline or audiences thoughts that Indians are less than and this and that. And you're just like saying what they're thinking and perpetuating their own narratives in their own game. And so you're a sellout. And that's why it's all, you know, you're a joke, basically. Oh, we should, because she is, she's like totally self-deprecating. Like she'll make jokes in the show and beyond about, you know, being like chubby or having hairy arms or, you know, being the nerdy Indian girl or whatever it is, right? And my personal story with her, it's funny because when I was preparing for this, I was like, holy shit, your girl has sat down with Mindy herself. It was when she was promoting A Wrinkle in Time and she was sitting next to Reese Witherspoon and Oprah. I interviewed all three of them in a junket. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I sat down. I was wearing the skirt, did not think this wardrobe choice through. And I was like, I'm about to flash you all. I'm sorry. And Reese Witherspoon's like, that's okay, right? Doesn't miss a beat. But it was funny because I thought this is such a um, peephole, if you will, into her psyche and her um, self-deprecating sense of humor, but the game, I was there for bustle and they had me basically play a game with the cast, which was saying a quote about one of the cast members from one of the other cast members. And they had to guess who was who, if that makes sense. This is what happens when you aren't tasked with being a journalist at these functions, but uh, you had to guess like who is the person it's talking about Oprah and then who said it, Mindy Kaling. So the example was, you know, blank speaks to souls like she speaks to my soul or whatever. So obviously the answer was Oprah and the person who said it, I think, was Mindy. But either way, I say this quote and Mindy, without missing a beat, she's like, well, I know it can't be me because I've never spoken to a soul in my life, like says it without literally at the drop of a hat. Right. And that's what's so funny. It's like, right, exactly. In this moment where she's not even thinking about it, we're basically just playing this game. It comes out and it's like, clearly you've spoken to souls because you're a number one best-selling artist. You've broken through and made art and entertainment that has been iconic and has been consumed by millions of people and women. So obviously that's not true, but that's what's so funny, right? It's like, without even thinking twice, she's like, yeah, that ain't me because I've never spoken to a soul. So that's what's really a problem about the woke taking issue with her because they'll be like, number one, why is it putting Indian women down? Number two, why is it the Indian women always trying to pine after and get the attention of the white guy, which we've seen in a lot of her work, right? Things like this. And it's really, really a problem because she, by her own admission, has said, and these people are even acknowledging these characters and these stories are based off of her real life experience. So who the hell on God's green earth are you to dictate that? And also, isn't it kind of racist and sexist 
to be like, to give one person this much responsibility. It's like, I see. So Mindy Kaling in her comedic repertoire is tasked with representing the entire extent of the Indian experience of every Indian woman and man who ever walked the planet ever. No big deal. What a joke. And it also, what, because she's an Indian, she has to like Indian dudes. She can't like white dudes. Like this is how nuts, this is coming from the people who are supposed to be like accepting and let me be. And you're uptight because this bitch likes a white D. Like, what are you going to do about it? You know, like everybody has their preference and their flavor. What are you going to do? So I think that is, is so messed up, all of it, because- it's her art. And it's like, you know what? If you got something to say, why don't you make your way and pave your ground in Hollywood like she did and put your own message out there, people? Oh, I don't Now suddenly someone's quiet. So to knock her for that and also on the bigger scale, it's like, okay, this is, again, only one of the most accomplished, successful, recognizable women of color who's broke the glass ceiling and made it in Hollywood. But let's all just demolish that because she is unfunny and and it's cheesy and cringe and doesn't give us the art we like. It's like F, F, F right off. Like, how is that for alphabet soup today? The only one I have for you is a big fat F because you fail at being funny. You fail at taking in art. You fail at allowing views other than your own. And you fail at acknowledging and celebrating Mindy for all that she's done and all that allegedly you fight for, right? And these are just two quick examples of how... um this is just two quick examples of how nuts woke people are. This was also mentioned in the BuzzFeed article that number one, Mindy Kaling liked a tweet of JK Rowling's, liked a tweet of JK Rowling. So she's automatically a turf. Okay. This is why I'm starting to be like, huh, I don't know where, where Mindy fa uh, falls, you know, politically and on her views, although Velma gives a, a better view into that. But it's interesting to me, number one, the parallel, because these are two obviously badass women who both came from cards almost stacked against them and not in their favor and broke through and created empires and both obviously feel strongly about women being um, respected and honored, acknowledged for, you know, <laughs> their bio basic biology and their place in the world. But I don't know if you saw this as I speak, there's unfolding controversy around JK Rowling yet again, because a prominent news anchor who's trans, so is formerly a man, now a woman, had the audacity to say to JK Rowling, like, you'll never be like, I'm more of a woman than you'll ever be. And JK Rowling tweeted back citation needed. And so not only did she get piled on, but Mark Hamill, who you all know, you know, iconic actor from Star Wars, who's a huge trans activist, he supported J.K. Rowling and was basically just like, you know, the power of truth, like your mouth to God's ears kind of thing, right? Like standing in your truth. And he got piled on. So this just goes to show you how loop-de-loop -loop wild like this is a ride I never want an admission to I don't care if it's free I don't care if I'm you know an influencer being offered all kinds of free perks and packages on this ride it ain't got shit I don't want to be a part of it because it just shows you by association 
without looking at any nuance whatsoever. It just reinforces that crazy woke people. And that's the thing. It's like, and I noticed this with Velma too, like they have valid points, but their delivery is all wrong because they're so crazy. They're, they're so unfunny. They have no sense of humor and they're so uptight. Right. So all of that, you know, guilty by association is just, again, a peek into that. And then also this is going to blow your balls. Okay. In the Buzzfeed article, it talks about how it associates Mindy Kaling with being this, you know, big, fat, bad, racist person because her brother, I guess, pretended to be a black guy to get into law school and people, and he like jokes about it and talks about it, whatever. And people say that's racist. And it's like, I see. So saying that you're a black person to get into a prestigious position in a prestigious institution that you respect is racist. Somebody make it make sense, please. So that in a nutshell is um, a little bit about the complaints on both sides and how wild they are. So what actually happens in Velma and why is it so genius? This is a show, mind you, that I will continue watching, like I said, out of pure enjoyment. And it's obvious as to why conservatives would be uptight about it. And it's watching it. It's like, whoa, I could see why woke people would be, you know, disgruntled uh, and have their panties in a bunch about this, too. So the way that it opens, this is what's interesting, is you would think like on the surface, it, it seems woke, right? The show literally not even just the optics, but the show opens and she has a line because she's narrating it. And she has a line and it says something like, you know, this is my story. Like, it's my story to tell in all of these, uh, you know, heroic stories. It's always this like powerful white guy tasked with having even more power, right? Which is kind of true. You know, Star Wars, actually Star Wars, he was the underdog, but you get what I mean. Like, it, there's truth in that, right? So already off the bat, I'm thinking like, all right, all right. And that's the genius of it because I feel like, it has, it's like a chocolate covered woke strawberry. Like it has these points about society. But again, like I said, that would drive woke people mad because it's wrapped in such like inappropriate, cancelable, politically incorrect chocolate uh, or bows, right? If you will. So I'll give you a few of my favorite examples. So the show opens, and I love shows that are, of course, satirical, but self-aware. So, and mind you, it's animated, right? So the show opens, and they're in, like, a high school locker room, right? Because she plays a high schooler, and it tells you the story of how she ultimately becomes this, like, detective, right? But I will say, too, it's like the Dave Chappelle effect. It's like the It's Always Sunny effect. This show makes fun of everything. It makes fun of Indians, of women, of men, of lesbians, like literally you name it, okay? And the thing about it is that it's not, because everything, this is why on the surface, again, like you would think it's woke because it'll say lines like, you know, oh, I'm just the stereotypical slutty girl in the horror movie who has to run away from the guy or like, I'm the lesbian cop who has to be good at this or you know, typically in, you know, detective shows, it's a drunk person who is at at risk of losing custody of their kids. Like it's always pointing out these things. And that's 
what's so great about it is that it's not on one message. It's not on one political side or the other. It's merely shining a light and putting, bringing out perpetual media narratives and stereotypes and going ham on them. And while pointing them out, not shying away or backing down, but completely like riffing on them, making a point about them, making them funny. And that's, what's so great. So back to my first example, right? So it opens and you have the girls in a locker room shower and there's a line and they're saying, you know, don't you just hate it when show pilots open with gratuitous nudity? That's just so unnecessary and that no one needs. And you would think it ends right there, but it goes on to the whole scene. Like it is, it's so over the top gratuitous. It's all these women in the shower. And then there's like, they're fighting in the shower naked. And there's like, like, it just goes on and on again. You would think it stops, but it goes on and on and on to really drive the point home. Like it doesn't even stop. But this is where it spins the thing on its head, right? Because it's like you would think that in and of itself is making the point. But then this is where it jabs at the woke because one of the women is saying, don't lie. Maybe it's just the basic human tendency for sex to sell. Sex sells like we're all drawn to it. And the woke girl comes in and she's like, that's not true. You know, there was the girl on girl kiss in Riverdale that was really beautiful, you know, and the girl advocating for sexuality. She's like, how is that different? That was the best scene in the pilot, right? You have to admit where the girls are going one-on-one -on, -one on each other because it's hot and we all like sex. And she's calling her out on her shit, right? Even pointing like, you too, woke girl, like you too like this. And the woke girl's like, no, that's different, you know? And that's exactly how it is in real life, right? That's exactly how it is with uptight people being like, no, 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 it's different this time. It's different with us. Do you know what I mean? And then on top of it, the murder mystery starts out because these girls are getting their brains and their heads cut off. So there will even be lines like, she doesn't have a brain. She doesn't have a brain either. Like it's all these things. And what makes it even more genius than taking these jokes again, that you would think you think would be made by politically correct uptight people is that they keep going. They're inappropriate, but then they're made by people in characters in the story that wouldn't be acceptable by woke folks. So an example of that, right? Because you have to portray everybody in a certain way. So, I mean, on it's, on face value, an example is her character, right? This lead Indian character. And she's up against these like pretty popular white girls at school and the whole thing. And she'll make jokes about like, you know, again, being chubby or her arm hair or all this. And I could see why that would drive woke people nuts because it's like, no, you're supposed to portray yourself as this way on this pedestal and this standard as a queen and you're perfect just as you are and you don't have to go up against like the pretty popular girl but instead she calls it out and she's like this shit is a thing like here it is this is real and again it drives that point home because there's an amazing scene with these two lesbian cops and this is where it's like the narration is so funny and it's so self-aware because these are like they're horrible cops right and she has a line and she's like man you know 
TV shows, like the one thing that lesbians are good at in media and TV shows is being good cops. And you guys can't even do that. And then they, again, number one, taking it a step further, but also, like I said, showing the like minority group um, in, I don't want to say in a bad, but like in a politically incorrect or unflattering light. So they proceed to mock Mindy Kaling's character, right? And they point out said things. They're like, oh, you know, were you mocked by the popular girl because like you're chubby, because of your arm hair, because you're the nerd? I mean, well, people were literally probably having a seizure on demand because they're like, how dare you, right? Make a joke at an Indian girl's expense not by like the white male patriarchy, but by lesbians themselves and portraying them as like the bitch bully women, like the true nerve, right? But that again is what is all so, so funny about this show and so great. And there's even a line about everybody compares everyone to Hitler these days. It's just, it's so quick and it's so sharp and they're um, literally a dime a dozen. She even like, here's another one, just joking, you know, about women, like one of the first girl who's killed, right? Her friend is speaking at her funeral and she calls out the narrative how in movies, right? It's like the slutty girl who always dies first. And she's like, I know that in movies, the slutty girl always dies, but so-and-so like, you know, Katie here, she was the slutty girl who didn't deserve to die. Just all of these things, like calling them as they are and just making fun of society in such a sharp way. So that is, you know, really what I want to, I, first of all, I don't know if it's clear enough, but I highly recommend the show. So great. So poignant and edgy and fun and, and funny. Um, but also, you know, I really want to leave you with the idea that, you know, making fun of these stereotypes and pointing them out is not only a way to cast a light on them and inadvertently like show how they may not be okay, or they may be wrong, you know, or they may be twisted and toxic and messed up. Um, but also how they can be, you know, truthful in some ways and funny. And they, it all goes hand in hand. Like it's all a way, again, it's what comedy is all about, right? A way to get these rather uncomfortable or awkward messages and putting a mirror up to ourselves in a way that's digestible and entertaining. So we can really understand it, right? Like that's the beauty of it. So I'm an advocate for that all day. And also, you know, people wonder why people who are skeptics, like I said earlier with the office, it's like cancel culture isn't a real thing. I hear it all the time. It's like, she got the show made on HBO. Oh, that's censorship. Like it's on one of the biggest streaming platforms in the world. You know, I hear this all the time. It's like people are writing these articles or having their blogs or having their podcasts. They're not censored. Cancel culture and censorship isn't a thing. Ooh, it's the boogeyman. It's this big fake fable thing. Right. And I just call such bullshit on that if I haven't already throughout the course of this podcast, because given all of this backlash and this pile on that Mindy Kaling has experienced on her personal character and her art and her creative genius and her career, do you think that this is going to make her want to pursue this? Like, 
any normal person, it's human nature. It's going to make people want to reel it back, want to change, want to please everybody, want to apologize, which we've seen time and time again, and tweak their art to please the masses because it's this they've been reprimanded for doing something wrong. And it's like, do you expect her to not think that on some level or even worse, execute that now in her art? Like, how could you possibly even sit here and think that? So all of that is a huge problem. And I hope that Mindy can't, like, I hope that Velma, like if it's not canceled by uptight conservatives or uptight woke people, I am a true you know, through and through Velma enthusiasts. I hope that this shit is renewed season after season and Mindy girl, go on with your bad Indian self. I'm trying to get you on cancel me, baby. I think we should all make it happen. That right there is a petition that your girl's going to get behind. I'll see you next time. Let me know what you think about Velma.